And welcome to this episode of the Self-Centered Woman Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Hart. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. This is your first self-centering session with Rachel for 2024. And if you have not already reviewed and rated the podcast, I would love it if you would do so. Self-Centered Woman Podcast on Apple Podcast would be amazing. I just posted something on my Reconnected to Life Instagram about my 2024, and it was a funny little skit sitting with my little ones having make-believe tea, and I was sitting there and wanting to share it because it was the most peaceful space I had been in so far for 2024 just sitting there doing nothing, pretending, playing make-believe, playing with my children. And I was saying how this year has not started off so joyous, which is always a drag. If you are one of those people who are not like loving life January 1, 2024. That sucks because there's so much expectation around new year, new you. What is your resolution? What are you giving up? What are you going to do? How are you going to be better? But uh, the reality is that people are going through heavy stuff <laughs> January 1 and just because it's the new year doesn't mean your problems go away. I have a friend whose health is really suffering and it wasn't made better just because it was the first of the year. And then for me personally, my relationship was shit January 1st. I actually spent New Year's Eve by myself watching the countdown by myself and binge watching dead to me. Thank you, Jody, for giving me that little nugget of goodness. I, over that weekend, binge watched the three seasons. Well, almost. I haven't finished it of dead to me. If you know that, let me know because I I never watch TV. That's something about me, too. I never watch TV for that reason, because once I start, I can't stop. If only we could be that way with our self-care, right? With our four seeds. Oh my God, I just can't stop working out. I just can't stop eating salads. But I believe that it can be that way. I have a coaching client right now who our main goal is to get walking two times a week on the calendar and done. And that is a message that I really want to talk about. And so that is about not overextending yourself when it comes to the expectations that you have of yourself. You have to have a clear picture of where you are, where you want to go, but where you are right now. So somebody that is never exercising 
is not going to be expected to go to the gym five days a week. It's just an over expectation and setting yourself up for failure. So we in our coaching sessions have talked about just starting very small. So it might not be exercise for you. It might be nutrition. It might be sleep. But I'm telling you, if you can just get that one day a week on the treadmill for 20 minutes, if you can just make that salad for lunch twice a week, it's not about whether or not you're losing 50 pounds or whether or not you're perfect because you're not going to be. We have to let go of that expectation as well. The idea is that we're starting to build habits slowly but surely so that it creates a snowball effect and eventually you will be able to do more. But right now, we've seen four consecutive weeks of walking two times a week for 25 minutes. And that is huge consistency. Consistency looks different for different people. On a regular basis at regular intervals is consistency. But it doesn't mean that it's every day for one person. It can be once a week. It can be once a month if you follow through. So the idea is to build up these little moments of follow through that we start to build confidence in ourself. We start to build trust in ourself that, and for ourself that we are going to do what we say we're going to do. So also if you're looking for a coach this year to help you through these things call me people think about life coaches and like oh I don't need a life coach or that's corny or whatever but it's literally the same thing as I do with women who are giving birth um I am a midwife and midwife means with woman and when it comes to pregnancy and birth I am with women during their childbearing phase prenatally birth and postpartum and when I'm coaching I am with women during all aspects of their lives and helping them to get back to the basic foundation through the four seeds of self-care, eating well, sleeping well, meditation, and exercise. So that now you've got this fertile ground of which to jump off into all aspects of your life to continue to improve. Because when we are practicing the four seeds of self-care, we are creating more clarity for our mind. And our successes and failures are all about mindset right how many times have you heard if you think you can or you think you can't you're right there's books written about seemingly 
other topics, but basically the it, the mindset is what it boils down to. I'm reading the book Think and Grow Rich right now, which I can't believe I've never read, but it's not about making money. It's about how you think. Because when your mind is right, everything else becomes easier. I was just reading my Bible app um, the other morning. That's one thing that I do as part of my meditation practice is read my Bible app. And I know not all of you are Christians, and that's fine with me. It doesn't change the fact that there is some real nuggets in these scriptures that are good for anybody. Once, so what? And I love when my mind is right, the amount of synchronicity that happens in my life is unbelievable. So preparing for this podcast, I'm thinking all about mindset for the new year because it really is like if you think you can or you think you can, can't, you're right. Um, and so the next day, the Bible app was Romans 12 to do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. But the main point of that, be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you will be able to test and approve. That means the more clarity you have, the easier it is to make choices that are good for you and your life. And that is the epitome of what it means to be a self-centered woman. There's the wheel of life is something that we work with, with coaching clients. It's um, something that lots of people work with. But basically, the wheel of life is broken down into eight categories of our lives, friends and family, career, significant other, finances, personal growth and learning, fun, leisure and recreation, physical environment and health. And I think that health aspect should have gotten a little bit bigger piece of the pie because honestly if our health is not right every other aspect suffers it's okay to strive and be ambitious and want better things for yourself for your family but if you lose your peace in the process what good is it if you lose your health in the process what is it all for? Because you can't appreciate anything if you don't feel good. So another thing I tell my coaching clients is our goal here is to feel as good as possible, as much as possible. And that looks different for everybody. Some people are struggling with their weight. Some people are struggling, struggling with their relationships. Some people are struggling with their organization skills. There's time management skills. It doesn't matter what you're struggling with. The fundamentals are always the same, which is eating well, sleeping well, meditation, exercise. 
if you would just focus on those four seeds and have peace that just those simple acts is going to change your relationship, is going to make your marriage better, is going to give you a better connection with your children, is going to make you want to clean your house and organize more, is going to make you want to read more books. It's a belief. It's a mindset. It's just the same belief as your self-care that that is most important. You can't take care of anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself first. Back to the Bible app, by the way. I'm so, when I was at church the other day, our pastor was talking about the Bible app and that it has been downloaded 700 million times. Which is interesting because, you know, I think Christianity and church um, attendance is low. And yet, the times are Instagram, Facebook, give me my bite-sized information. So I think that those downloads reflect something far greater, which is that even though people aren't going to church, that even though, and even if it's not Christianity, I'm talking about a religious practice, a spiritual practice that you're truly devoted to, even though people aren't showing up in person, 700 million people are searching for something to fill their soul, to increase their level of spirituality because there's an underlying knowing that you're more than just this flesh, that you exist for a greater purpose. 700 million people deep down believe that. So, Maybe you don't go to church, but surely I'm not offending all of you (laughs) by reading to you the scripture from my Bible app. And what I love about it is that you can find in the Bible anything that you can read in any book. (laughs) Think and Grow Rich, whatever the latest self-help book is, the foundations come from the Bible. For example, the Bible app verse today was arise, shine from Isaiah. How many times have you heard that term, rise and shine? I believe that we all have uh, a need to connect on a deeper level with ourselves, with our spirituality, with other people. And we have to tend to ourselves first in order to be able to do that. We have to give ourselves that time. And so, again, back to the coaching. When you have a life coach, you're devoting your time 
to furthering whatever it is that you want to do. And it's so funny how now that I've been doing this for a while, I just see such similarities between um, pregnancy and birth and how that relates to just our normal life. And that is the discomfort of labor and the great joy that comes from those labors, which is obviously a life, right? A precious life with all kinds of possibilities. And it's no different from you for your life. But it's going to take some discomfort. It's going to take some labor. And you might need somebody to help walk you through that. I was going to call myself the midlife midwife, but it was already taken. So whoever thought that up was a genius. Um, <clears throat> there's another story of the tale of two wolves. And this is also awesome because it's the same thing. The Bible talks about us always warring between the flesh and the spirit. Our bodies are telling us one thing and our spirits are telling us another thing and I've always loved this one too what the tale of two wolves one evening an old Cherokee told his grandson about a battle that goes on inside people he said my son the battle is between two wolves inside us all one is evil it is anger envy jealousy sorrow regret greed Arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. The other is good, which is only one O away from God, by the way, just saying. It is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, forgiveness, truth, compassion, faith. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf wins? And the old Cherokee simply replied, the one you feed. So again, that goes back to mindset. On New Year's Eve, I fed the evil wolf. And guess where I found myself? Sitting there by myself, staring at a TV screen. <laughs> I could have changed that, but I didn't. My mindset sucked. My mindset was telling myself the old stories. You are not loved. You are not wanted. And by the way, I want to touch on that because we all have our stories, right? That feed the evil wolf versus the good wolf. And we, when we succumb to that, is when we feel the most pain, when we succumb to that mindset. So the goal is to be feeding the good wolf as much as possible, and how you do that is just having an underlying belief, fundamental, back to basics, four seeds of self-care, and then let everything else go and watch what magic happens. 
you can look at any of the aspects of this wheel. And I'll just tell you personally mine, because again, I always tell my clients, I know because I know, not because I know better. So when it comes to finances, this year has sucked um, compared to other years. And I feel myself start to be fearful of, oh, well, what if it never gets back to what it was? What if I can't pay for my kid's college? What if blah, 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 blah. Rather than the mindset that I always have enough, I never can't pay my bills, my children always have what they need, When it comes to physical environment, we may want to be in a bigger house. We may want to get out of our apartment. But we also may want to spend the time cultivating a home wherever we are. If we would quit trying to get away from where we are and find the blessings in where we are, Because I know they're abundant. I could talk to any one of you and flip it so that you understand how amazing you are, how much of a gift your life is, that you can be and do and have whatever you want that you're willing to work for, that you're willing to shift your mindset about. I go back to the peace and contentment that I felt playing with my kids, playing tea. I never had that contentment with my older kids. It was always a struggle to play with them because there were so many of them, four little ones. And I know other people have more than four kids, but for me, When I was 20-something, my ex-husband worked in the restaurant business 12 hours a day. I literally was in my house 12 hours a day by myself with those kids. And um, it became 5 o'clock somewhere at 3 (laughs) o'clock. It was bath time and a bottle of wine a night getting through that time. It was really hard for me mentally, very isolating. But also, I never had the kind of childhood where I was at liberty to play freely. I always had a heaviness on my heart because of being raised with an uncertain mother and how were things going to be that day? I never knew. So I, I really never had a playful spirit. So it hurt me, literally, <laughs> mentally, to play with my kids. And I always hated it. And I didn't want that for myself or for them. But that's what it was. I was really good at a lot of things. But I wasn't the one that was going to give you piggyback rides. Um... I was going to make sure that you were 
on the up and up, <laughs> cleaned, fed, you know, everything that I thought at the time a mother was supposed to be. And thank God my mindset has shifted to see what a gift it is to sit still and look into the eyes of these little children and be able to contribute to the light in those eyes. How do you think I did that? How do you think I'm doing that? By keeping my lamp burning bright. By understanding what I need to be healthy, which for me is hands down four seeds of self-care. I do it for myself first, though, because I want to feel good in my own body. And then I know, I can know with confidence, no question, that every other interaction Every other chore that needs to be done is going to be done with more peace, more contentment, more gratitude that I get to do it at all. So I don't care for 2024 what it is that you want to do, what you think is so important. I am cheering you on. But I'm going to tell you right now, You have got to adopt the mindset. You first. You've got to build your light. And then everything else is gravy. That's being self-centered. That is my hope for 2024. That the only expectations that you have of yourself is that you cultivate the habits that will make you feel good for as much as possible for this one life that you have to live. Be self-centered.